Wake up, wake up, wake up, 502. What's going down? Derby City. A little bit of sailing, Christopher Cross, to celebrate <laughs> my return to the mainland. And what do I get welcome back with to Louisville after spending a week in the Caribbean? A blizzard. <laughs> no one ice. Wow, wow, wow. What's going down? This is your boy, Rashawn Myers. Wake up 502. What's going down here, Big Exports Radio? Joined as always by my esteemed colleagues. First, the architect himself, the man, the myth, the legend, Haven Harrington. Haven, how you doing this morning, sir? Man, I'm doing really good this morning. Excellent, excellent. I, I, I don't know about this weather. I, I feel like I need to get back on and the boat. You know what? Just give it a day or two to be about 80 degrees. <laughs> true that, true that, true that. And, of course, as always, as well, being joined by my man, Joe Kelly at That Boys Good. Joe, how you doing this morning, sir? Hey, man, I'm a little confused because it's cold outside, but we're listening to Yacht Rock. <laughs> so I, don't, I don't really know what to do. <laughs> I'm telling you, that, that, that is me wishing that I was still on the cruise ship. 
Uh, sh- shout out to uh, Carnival Cruise Lines. Uh, they took great care of me and my baby boy. So yeah. Well, yeah. first of all, you can't call me baby boy anymore. He's what I know. He's, he's, he's taller than you now. He's it's like ridiculous. about six three, almost six four now. So. It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. But no, we had a excellent excellent time. Carnival Conquest was the ship that we were on. Uh, took a beautiful. Uh, you know, uh, five day trip uh, to the Bahamas uh, out of Miami. So yeah, yeah. sunburn to prove it. Yeah, I have a ridiculously horrible sunburn. I don't even know how. I, I didn't even know I could sunburn as bad as I sunburned. <laughs> like I didn't even think it was possible. <laughs> welcome to welcome to our struggle, my friend. Oh man, I'm telling you, I look like a, a an overcooked turkey right now. <laughs> When uh, when I started shaving my head, when I, when my hairline left me and abandoned me, every other bald guy was like, "Joe, just for the love of God, man, sunscreen and hats are your allies." <laughs> hey, man, I, yeah, I, I uh, learned the power. Like, uh, I may have to fully upgrade from 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 sunscreen to sunblock. I don't know what happened. I, you know, I don't know. I know they say things change as you get older, but I swear I was out in the out in the sun for about. An hour, and next thing I know, no nah, man, I got fricasseed like a goose. I, one of my buddies made the comment one day. I swear to God, bro, summer wasn't hot like this when we were kids. And I said, no, because we had an ozone layer. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, right. That's why. That's why you're getting burned now, my friend. Welcome to the future. Oh yeah, and and let me tell you something, Joe. That that Caribbean sun is different, brother. Like, yes, that is a whole oh. different. <laughs> And white people don't understand that. It's like, man, the closer you get to the equator, we're getting out of our elements. So that's when, uh, as you mentioned, we have to upgrade from like the SPF three thousand to the actual sun blocker. Yes, you you just gotta. We gotta put like that white zinc, you know, paste, (laughs) like the old, like you see uh, uh, lifeguards wearing on their nose. Oh yeah, yeah. Just cover me. Just just lacquer me in it. (laughs) <laughs> but absolutely but no it, it was it was an amazing time it was it was a great uh a great trip we got to go uh to half moon k uh there down in the bahamas uh, we got to go to nassau and see the indigenous people doing their thing we were out there trying to be so trying to be sold every little trinket and gift and no fake no, rolex no, 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 let me tell you, something. <laughs> you have not seen the indigenous people do their thing yet you have not seen that too. Like you go off the touristy beaten path. Yes, and just meander around the island. Yeah, hey, have you told me you visited the hoods of the of the of Nassau? <laughs> yeah, I did by accident. <laughs> Actually, I was being a little too adventurous when I took a cruise uh, for my grandparents' fiftieth uh, wedding anniversary. Went yes, to, went to Nassau, in the Bahamas, and my cousin and I got off the ship. and we We're like, you know what? I don't care what they say. <laughs> Let's go explore the island of Nassau. Like, it's not that big anyway. We can't get lost. It's like one road, and it goes, like, around the island. So you can't get lost. Let's go out there. Let's have some fun. Let's see what <laughs> Let's see what real Bahamians are like. Yeah, let me about that. <laughs> yeah, we got, like, about like five or six blocks like out of the, uh, the, the, the happy the, zone, the touristy zone, <laughs> where everybody started talking. First of all, they got real shanty town real quick. Right. And I was like, oh. This is like some. This is like, what Bob Marley's singing about. No. Yeah, <laughs> this is the this is the struggle's real. <laughs> and we went to the uh, dingy club. The fam- it's like oh, the famous shanty towns that yes. Bob opined about. Yeah. So, <laughs> absolutely. This would mean where uh, people's uh, houses uh, is really made of corrugated aluminum. Wow. And cinder block. Oh, yeah. 
Let's get some real jerk chicken. <laughs> oh, hey, uh, it was real. All about that, absolutely. Oh, it was real. It was real. It was like it's a an eye opening experience. Like once you leave the, the touristy spots, and somebody walks up to that. What that bucket? What that boy? You're like what? What's that one more kind of boy? That oh, we speak in patois. Well, let me go back to the touristy spot. Nobody <laughs> so, right, speaks English. <laughs> the Queen's English. Yeah, right, right. The Queen's English. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's good. But no, but no, it, it, it was a great time, and uh, it was it was a much needed uh, recharge button. So I have been. Uh, out of the loop, I, I of course, you know, I, I still had my Twitter and I still had um, my, my connective devices so I could kind of, sort of, you know, stay up on what's been happening. Man, you are not paying attention. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't care what you say. I, I <laughs> Once you hit international waters, you're like, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I mean, you know, when you have unlimited foods and drinks and, and everything else happening on the boat. It, you know, you tend to, to have your attention stray, <laughs> but I stayed, I, I stayed, you know, I, I stayed up on what was going on. And we have, of course, so many things to talk about and get into today um, on this uh, beautifully snowy Saturday spring afternoon in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, but, fellas, uh, so many things to get into. Of course, uh, since last we spoke, uh, we had, of course, the uh, uh, Louisville football had their spring game. Uh, we have a new national champion. Uh, unbelievably, not who I thought it was going to be. Uh, <laughs> well, for the first like twenty minutes, exactly who you thought it was going to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like it was, it was so good that I was like, well, you know what? Maybe I can go ahead and hit the uh, the Caribbean dance club now. Yeah, uh, man. Anyway. <laughs> Then things change. Like what happened? So we're gonna get into that. I'm gonna. I, I want Joe Kelly's recollection of that because I know Joe probably has a funny story about what in the holy hell happened to North Carolina in the second half of that game. <laughs> well, oh, I got thoughts. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, I have I have thoughts. I, I, I am sure. And then, of course, uh, you know, we're going to talk about Louisville basketball. Um, K, KP is taking his sweet little time with everything, but we do at least have actionable intel about uh, one of those assistant coaches, um, you know, who's uh, donning the Louisville garb. Out on the recruiting trails already. So we're going to get into that and much, much more. We're also going to uh, be joined by a great friend of uh, Wake Up 502 as well as the main event sports show, uh, Margaret Demery, to talk about a lot of great things uh, that she has coming up. She ha uh, has a gala coming up um, around the day of uh, the, the, um, the Derby. And, of course, we always like to get interactive and talk about all the great uh, charities and, and all the, the wonderful things that help other folks. Uh, around uh, Derby time and, and all the attention and money that that brings. Uh, so we're going to get into that. We have so many things to, to chat about, but uh, I, I would be uh, remiss if I didn't talk about, uh, you know, the national championship game. Of course, uh, when I was um, here last, uh, when we talked about the, and discussed the, the Final Four, um, we had Duke, North Carolina on one side. We had uh, Kansas Villanova on the other side. And I did mention, I said I thought that North Carolina had the best team left. I, I thought that um, North Carolina had the most complete team. Um, that, that was the, the way I, I phrased it and you know they, they took care of business against Duke and thankfully we didn't have to um, deal with a Coach K goodbye championship because it would have just been nauseating and annoying just because CBS was absolutely kissing the rear end of Coach K the whole tournament and especially in the Final yeah, Four all, game. All the commercials we had to endure. Like, like once he like Finally lost, and like Nike ran a commercial after commercial about the greatness of this Coach K. Sports Center had their 
your best Coach K moments? Everybody had to come on and give their best Coach K moments. I was going to give my best Coach K moment. I think it was when he gave Marvin Bagley the bag. I think that was my <laughs> best Coach K moment. What about you guys? Yeah. I'm, con- <laughs> I'm conflicted on it, man. There's two moments because Coach K was very giving to the University of Louisville. He was so charitable to our program. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I'm – if I appreciate him not switching uh, Jay Billis off of Purvis Ellison more in 86 in the championship, or if I appreciate him giving us that great one-liner. Yeah, the boom, boom does the, bo- the boom boys. The yeah. boom, they, they just they, they came out in the second. After Kevin went down, they boomed us. <laughs> that's a pretty good and coach. Really nothing, there's really nothing you can do, Rashawn, when you've been boomed. <laughs> you just try to pick up the pieces. The Boom Boys. I oh, yeah. yeah, no, no, legit. You know, but I, I, I also can as as Louisville fans, and this is something that that Louisville and Kentucky fans both I think have have equal footing to talk that trash about. Mm-hmm. Man, we thought it. We thought twenty twelve was wild, but imagine if it had been a been a, a loser leaves town match. You know, for for Rick <laughs> Pitino. Can you imagine what the feeling of of closing Coach K out on his home court? In the regular season, and then being like, "Oh, we've never met in the Final Four. We got something for you, homeboy." Oh yeah, no. North they, Carolina has bragging rights forever. Dead. Yeah, they have bragging yeah, rights forever. Dead now it's over. It's over. 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 We killed Superman twice. We killed y'all, Superman twice, and we got more kryptonite if he if he feels proudy and wants to come back. Yeah, and, and that was kind of the weird thing about it. You know, I, I heard tell that there was whispers that Coach K was going to now decide he was going to come back and try to do it all again. I, I hadn't gotten much information on that, but I, I did see that come across my Twitter line while I was sailing the seven seas. Uh, I was like, what? He's just going to come Byers back? Over here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I was definitely Captain Jack Sparrow. <laughs> but it, it, was, it was. I was like, "Is he really seriously like Joe? Like, is that a real thing, Joe? Like, like I, I know that that, that you is, are they really seriously talking about Coach K coming back? Like, is that a thing?" I, man, I mean, I think after it's, I got about five solid minutes of laughter in before I went. Oh God, he's coming back. He's not going to let it in in like this. But okay. I do think he's going to. I think he's done. Yeah, he mad. He mad. He's, he's very mad, and what, I understand but, why. I, I get it. North Carolina he, screwed up his perfect ending. No, it wasn't. Well, <laughs> there was some of that, but you know, some of the other scuttlebutt and why it came across your Twitter feed in particular is some of the scuttlebutt is, is that once Nolan Ryan decided he's going to jump ship to Nolan Carnation, Smith, <laughs> Nolan Ryan. <laughs> That's funny. I know, right? You're going to call him that. I am a bunch of times. I guarantee it. Of course, I am. But once Nolan Smith decided he's going to jump ship and come over to Car Nation, and he may take two five-star recruits from Duke to him, a lot of scuttlebutt was, well, he can't let the program, you know, can, can our boy, you know, keep. John Shire, yes. Can he keep the talent? You know, if Nolan leaves I mean, and Nolan <coughs> takes two five-star guys with him, can this guy backfield? Or, the, or should I come back to help him backfield and keep this thing from just tumbling down immediately? I think based on the news they got the other night with that other five star yeah. commitment, they can they can lose two and they'll be fine so they don't have one of the the cow problems. You know, we got too many five stars and only one ball. I, 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 seriously, I mean, Rashawn, I know you pay attention to recruiting closer. I think they've got five five stars already committed. 
Yeah, so it, it's if unbelievable. The two, if the other two from Jersey flip uh, anywhere, you know, not even saying they go to U of L, but if they let's say they do go to U of L, if they don't, man, that's Duke looking at signing seven five stars in one class. I, I mean, I've seen here locally that can be great, but it usually isn't. You'll get a very entertaining uh, uh, regular season, and somehow or another, the tournament's going to be disappointing for whatever reason. Because you got too much talent, it screws with your expectations. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree with you, and and I, it's funny because I think a part of it is that Coach K um, is annoyed um, with what happened, and he's annoyed with how it ended. And I think part of it's not about I'm trying to come back to make sure things don't fall off the rails. I think Coach K sees all that talent next year. And that he has on his roster, and he's like, you know what? I got another chance to do it right. I know Paolo's Not leaving. That. You know. Hey, do you think? Do you think another thing in the back of Kay's mind is, well, Hubert did pretty well in his first year. What if I give John this great roster, and then he he cuts down a net with my team? Oh yeah. Oh, oh I, I definitely think there's a I, – I don't think he's doing this to help John Shire. Like, I, of course I, not. I, I think this is all about Coach K pissed off and mad because he lost his last home game and then he got his butt kicked in the Final Four by North Carolina and he wants some revenge. Like, <laughs> it's a very interesting going on down there in Durham. But uh, we're going to go ahead. We're going to hit this first break. When we come back, I want to hear uh, Joe's thoughts on the national championship game. Coach K – Enjoy your retirement. Don't 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 try to hang around. Don't be a stowaway on the ship. We're gonna use all sailing terms all day today. <laughs> if, if Tom Brady can do it, so can I. Oh gosh. Hey, you are listening to Wake Up 502, Rashad Myers, Joe Kelly, Haven Hanson. We will be back. Big X Sports Radio.
Welcome back, welcome back to Wake Up, Wake Up, Wake Up 502 with Rashawn Myers being joined as always by Haven Harrington, Joe Kelly, Little Buffalo Soldier, Bob Marley coming back. Fellas, we got so many things happening, man. It's, I, 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 I have so many laughs. Y'all, y'all don't understand, man. Like during the the commercial breaks, Haven always comes in here and has a few pearls of wisdom for me. Yeah. <laughs> We just have a wonderful time. I don't know how many of you guys know this, but uh, my father um, has sung in a uh, Caribbean uh, themed uh, band uh, for more than the last 30 years uh, uh, named Caribbean Conspiracy. He's probably listening this morning and shaking his head as I break up his his exploits. But I've listened to my dad sing in bands and sing, you know, all types of island and Caribbean music for years. So Haven was like, "You better, you better uh, stick to the songs that you know your daddy would be proud of." I was like, "Yes, sir." That's right. <laughs> I got your back, Ralph. Nice. <laughs> yes. So Ralph Myers, this day is for you. <laughs> hey, man, Buffalo Soldiers, hands down, my goat Bob Marley selection. Oh, absolutely. And for those for people listening that don't follow me on Twitter, one of my favorite questions to get going is. You know, post a happy sounding song until you pay attention to the lyrics, and then you go, Oh, I'm very sad now. Oh, yeah. So, so sad. And that's, I mean, reggae is just such a beautiful genre of making pain and plight sound so palatable. Yeah. You know, like, man, they will use it in cruise. Cruise lines are the best at it because they have used Buffalo Soldier and they've used Iggy Pop's uh, Ode to Heroin, Lust for Life. Mm-hmm. And it's like I know when y'all hear that, hear that you think it's a happy song, but pay attention. Yeah, yeah, pay attention. Hey, I'm telling you, absolutely. Yeah, got to get that message out there. That's one thing Bob was good at, telling the story, telling the story. So yeah, so we go, we got to we go. They gonna keep coming back to back. So you know, my my pops is probably gonna end up calling in and <laughs> hopefully, or either text. He's a he's one of the the mystery texters. And speaking <laughs> of which, if you want to get involved on the Thornton's text line four one four fourteen fifty is the Thornton's text line. Please feel free. Uh, we already have the text line up and rolling, so we'll be reading those as we go through uh, this morning. So if you have any thoughts on anything, uh, we'd love to hear you. Three eight four fourteen fifty is of course uh, the uh, wake up to uh, wake up five zero two buzz line. If you want to give us a call and chat about anything you hear about, um, but. I, I would, you know, we were, of course, talking about Coach K's untimely demise uh, in the Final Four. North Carolina basically just you know, giving the Stone Cold Steve Austin, Austin-esque middle finger and stunner <laughs> to Coach K in his final game. Though I will give him credit that at least after the game, he was very amicable um, when he was uh, uh, chatting with uh, Armando Baycott. Um, after the game, uh, he was very affable with him, which I, I, I appreciated. Um, Armando just was an absolute monster. He had t- t- twisted his ankle um, and still found a way to come back and, and finish that game off. Um, of course, we saw what happened to him in the second half of the national championship game, which, uh, in, in from what I understand, led to the uh, ultimate uh, loss by the Tar Heels in the championship game. Uh, Armando had a, a tough, tough uh ankle twist uh in the second half of that game uh which kind of spurred that that Kansas comeback uh so you know it, it was it was definitely a, a, a you know coach K he did all the right things but like inside coach K is one of those people that as soon as he gets out from in front of the cameras 
I feel like it was a whole different conversation. <laughs> hey, can we, you know, the, the thing that is just forgotten, glossed over, ignored, refused to acknowledge, let's not pretend Mike Krzyzewski wasn't Bob Knight's right-hand man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Bob Knight's the Sith Lord, and Kay was Vader. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, so, no, you're, you're, you're right. Like, seriously, man, Coach K is Bob Knight with manners. He did. He learned how to do it. He, from the, sa- the, the commercialized Bobby the Knight. Same old school because, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. He is a, he is a palatable Bobby Knight because he knows how to play the game. But I guarantee when you hear when you hear Coach K in practice, come on, man. Oh, you know, there's, a, there's also a reason why Coach K recruited the type of players he did. You know? Yeah. And I mean, we, we, we can get into that. He knows what kind of players he could talk smack to, and he learned his lesson from recruiting Corey Maggette. <laughs> don't ever recruit. Don't ever recruit a kid who will look you in the eye and say, "I don't give a good bleep who you are," and I'm going to run tell that when I leave campus. Yeah, Corey Maggette and William Avery, <laughs> those two. <laughs> Coach Tays, uh, Coach you know, String, you know, uh, yeah, went down a path that yeah, just didn't. They had to just be sitting there looking at that class, going, "Why can't you all be more like Elton?" <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you can't talk crazy to everybody like that. That's 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 not for everyone. There's definitely Duke that's definitely has a certain <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, Coach K definitely had a, had a certain type. You know, Thomas Hill, <laughs> Grant Hill. Let's not forget. Let's not forget the interview Coach K gave where he all but said most black kids wouldn't fit in at Duke. You know, I mean, he danced so hard around that. It almost sounded like, I, I don't know, man. I don't even think I've ever heard a black person explain why a white person wouldn't want to go to an HBCU the way that he was using coded language to say <laughs> it's not a good fit. <laughs> no, 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 you're absolutely right. I, you know, that that's one reason I was actually surprised that Zion ended up at, at uh, Duke because Zion did not seem to be the Coach K style type recruit. You know, like I could definitely understand. I could, I could understand R.J. Barrett being Canadian. You know, he seemed like (laughs) (laughs) he seemed like a guy who would be a Coach K guy. But Zion from from like extra ghetto South Carolina, like just I just I don't know. Like I just he didn't. That never seemed to be. That was one of those things where I feel like they maybe just like kept Coach K away from Zion. Was like, look, just let him do his thing. Okay. Pretty much. <laughs> Pretty much. Just let Zion sit over there, Kay, and then you coach everybody else. Justice Winslow, he seems like he's a guy that, you know, would be a Coach K guy. R.J. Barrett, yeah. I wonder if Coach K, like, actively refers some of his uh, urban players to, like, Bob Huggins. Like, <laughs> I, think more, I think more of a Bob Huggins guy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Zion definitely like 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 Bob Bob Huggins. Yeah, that that would be where I would see Zion at. You know, he would be like, a Cincinnati like, special. Yeah, Bob Huggins at UC. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh god. Yeah. This is I've been guy. trying to th- that was that was my immediate thought when I was like, where would Zion have been a perfect fit? Like, who would have been the coach for him? And I'm like, oh, it's Cincinnati era Bob Huggins, hands down. Oh yeah. Now, <laughs> now the only question that you would have if you're the athletic director. Is if I put these two together, they might have a lot of fun and win a lot of games. But how much weight are they going to gain? <laughs> big guys who like to eat. Yeah, 
Oh yeah, no, no, that definitely been. Yeah, I think Zion, Zion has always been one of those guys that I felt like is a buffet table away from, you know, falling completely off the wagon. Mm-hmm. That's why I thought that going to New Orleans was like literally the worst place. Oh, he could have oh, gone man. to those pictures on draft day when they put his picture up next to Booger McFarland and said, "Here's his future." Oh God! <laughs> oh God! Yeah, who was that no. quarterback from LSU that ate himself out of the NFL? Oh, oh, Marcus. Uh, yes, Jamarcus Russell. Jamarcus Russell. Yes, yes. He he the Raiders and ate himself out of the NFL. He didn't just eat himself out of the NFL. I know I know this is gonna pain Rashawn as a Raiders fan. Uh, this is still the funniest okie doke I've ever heard on on somebody pulling on a professional athlete. Your quarterback, your guy in a lot of a lot of black quarterbacks have not gotten a fair shake. I'd say most of them have not. You cannot say that about what the Raiders did for Jamarcus. They gave him every opportunity to be the number one pick. And the funniest was when they gave him blank film to study. They gave him blank <laughs> VHS cassettes. And he came back talking about he watched it. You know, yeah, I picked up some things. <laughs> like, yeah. Wow. That's yeah, good old Jamarcus. Oh, that dude. <laughs> oh, horrible memories. I appreciate it, Haven. Thanks. And just to let you know, uh, Mr. Myers has logged into the four one four fourteen fifty. He said, "Real talk." Thanks, Haven. Hey, no he problem. To, he, he, <laughs> he said, "Get the real music up there." That's fair. My, my dad logging in early. <laughs> That's funny. I uh, got another text to text line four one four fourteen fifty. Thorn's text line. Uh, the texter says, "DJ Wagner dropped twenty seven yesterday. He's looking like a Louisville Cardinal." Uh, well, hey, you know, I, I know that, um, of course, number one uh, 2023 recruit DJ Wagner um, did get started with the e- EYBL uh, yesterday uh, and balled out. Um, I do know that not officially, but pretty much currently minted new assistant associate head coach Nolan Smith was there in his Louisville gear um, and got to check out uh, both Caleb Glenn and DJ Wagner. Um, and, and of course, Caleb Glenn playing with the uh, Indy Heat, and then uh, uh, DJ with his squad out of New Jersey. Um, but yeah, the, it's the thought and the possibilities of a DJ Wagner in a Louisville uniform would be nice. I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I'm still the jury's still out, man. I, you know, I, I'd love to just say, oh yeah, this is gonna happen, but I'm gonna just play a wait and see. It's hard. Th- those number one recruits, man. It, it's. It always gets hairy, and and I believe, and Joe, you might be able to correct me if I'm wrong. I believe that the NBA, um, th- their new one, like their, their direct to the league rule starts. I believe in twenty twenty three. Does it not? I believe it's twenty twenty three. So that's the other yes, thing sir. about this is that while you know maybe DJ does look at Louisville, uh, you know maybe that's a possibility. It's it's kind of like the. Uh, LeBron James thing. The NBA, uh, you know, wanted to make sure they kept that one and done long enough to be able to get guys like uh, LeBron James direct uh, to the league. Um, and, and I feel like this is being opened up just in time for DJ to just make that jump. So I, yep. I, I just we'll have to see. We'll have to see. I know that everybody's got all these um, these ideas and all these things that they are getting excited about. But you have to remember the, um, the one and done is going away. It's going back to high schoolers can come straight out of, uh, straight out of high school again. And I believe DJ's class is the first class in which you can do that. Um, so 
that's just another consideration as well as the fact that, you know, people worried about him going to Kentucky and, uh, you know, how, how good is Louisville really in on, on those guys. So I, I would say this, and Haven, this is something that we talked about previously. So it's one of those things where we talked about with, with KP. Um, you're going to have to be patient because there's a whole lot of over-promising uh, that, that came from a lot of different areas um, with Kenny Payne getting that job um, with recruits. Uh, as such, there's not been a commitment as of yet uh, for the University of Louisville. There's been a lot of guys coming back, but a lot of people thought that it was just going to be one of those immediate things where Kenny Payne gets the job and Scott Clark is just going to come to Louisville because that's, you know, you know, that's one of Kenny's guys that he's got a connection with. And, uh, you know, we heard all these things about all these promises. Even I've heard, that, you know, Derek Whitehead, uh, current Duke commit because Nolan Smith is now coming to Louisville, that Derek Whitehead's going to uh, maybe switch and flip to Louisville. I would just say, you know, and Kenny talked about the press conference, give it time. Um, you may not see some immediate dividends. I know that in, in recruiting circles, especially with Kenny being out of the game and being out of the college game uh, for a couple of years with the Knicks, um, those usually you don't see an ace recruiter really start to hit his stride until – and, you know, year one is tough. Year two and year three, especially, is when guys really start to get a hold to players. Um, I think that Nolan will have a bit of an easier transition to be able to get in some doors and get some opportunities to have some guys uh, head Louisville's way because he's been with Duke, of course, um, for the last several years. Um, so you may see some ends there, but Kenny's going to have to reestablish some connections and reestablish some roots. So I know that there's a lot of hope. Uh, out there that that's going to happen quickly but but haven you you talked about that they need to kind of manage those expectations don't you think oh they have to you definitely have to manage those expectations you know you definitely have to give my man some time you know give him some time to get his staff together to get his people together to organize the department the way he wants to organize you know the basketball department because it's going to take a little time for him like to to get to get rolling but do I think he'll, he'll get us some tough recruits uh, this cycle? Yeah, I, I believe so. I believe he will get us some um, some guys that you, you know we may not have heard about yet that are that are pretty talented. I think he would have probably over recruited most of the guys on the roster that decide to get in a transfer portal. So I have confidence that he can do that. But you know, it just kind of takes. It's, it's going to take a little time. I agree with you. I mean, and we saw Scott Clark um, was a guy who people, you know, had zeroed in on early thinking that maybe he would end up uh, flipping and coming to Louisville. Uh, He actually committed to Illinois. Um, that, That happened. Um, so, you know, that that's one player off the board. But the good thing is, especially with the transfer portal um, and, and everything else, man, you can flip a roster very quickly. And it's looking well, – Especially in basketball. Yeah. You can, you can easily flip a roster. Man. I mean, it's looking like Louisville's going to probably bring in six kids. Um, you know, we, we know that all of the Louisville kids that were previously committed have um, – uh, decommitted other than uh, Kamari Lands, who still holds tight. Uh, but it's it's going to be a, a wait and see on that. Um, you know, we'll have to – it's just going to take a little time. Just, you know, we'll, we'll, there's going to be a direction, but it may not happen as quickly as you would like. But, you know – Well, I mean, I don't – oh, Go know, ahead. I was just going to say nothing. The problem uh, – and, and, again, everything in, in – it's. I think this is where Louisville fans, for the first time, are sort of enjoying it. Not for the first time, but for the first time in a long time. That now you have Kentucky comparing their success against Louisville in the short term with with their 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 current. Um, I don't know. What, how, how do we want to word the? What's the phrasing for for their current 
expectations of Cal, and 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 people are kind of getting tired of it. And you see, Louisville's got the new coach, and they're they're the new shiny thing. Uh, I think the other thing that really messes with people's perspective is, you know, Cal was at Memphis State. Kentucky hired him. He brought John Wall and, and Demarcus Cousins in the number one recruiting class from Memphis with him, and they made it. They they were. I think that was the year they got bounced in the Sweet 16 by West Virginia, but they were a one seed. They were they were a tournament favorite uh, going in that year. So people looked at that and said, man, you can make the right coaching hire that can recruit. He can turn it around in year one. Well, the big thing about Kenny Payne was we don't know if he can coach, but we know he can recruit. So this could be a quick fix, or at the very worst, it's going to have an entertaining product for a couple of years. I also think, that we expedite the process by poaching a coach like and a recruiter like Nolan, and I say that because he's familiar with the ACC. If you sold it, if you sold a five star on going to Duke, when you look at the facilities at U of L, you look at the quality of life on campus. If you are a five star, one and done, I don't think it's a hard sell to, to get him to flip from going to, to Mayberry to come to Louisville for a year. Oh, I wholeheartedly agree with that with, with that take. No, I, t- I totally agree. I totally agree. I, I tell you what, we're going to go ahead. We're going to take a quick break. Uh, and when we come back, uh, we have a special guest coming on with us to talk about some of the great things coming up here. Of course, Derby time is right around the corner. Um, so want to get into that and much, much more. You are listening to Wake Up 502 with Rashawn, Haven, and Joe. And we'll be back on Big X Sports Radio. That's what I'm talking about. Welcome back <laughs> to Wake Up 502. I'm Haven Harrington, joined in studio, as always, by the man, the myth, the legend himself, Rashawn, my forehead's Peely Myers. <laughs> His powers of light skin have failed him in the Bahamas. But that's okay. Oh, but that's okay. That's terrible. My man, Joseph, that boy's good. Kelly, on the line, coming to him from parts You're unknown, Kentucky. Sir. <laughs> like 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 hillbilly Jim. He's come from parts unknown, Kentucky. <laughs> Accurate. Accurate. <laughs> and then, and uh, also we have on the line a friend of Wake Up Five Hundred Two, and especially a friend of the Main Event Sports Show. And, like if you ever listened to the Main Event Sports Show before, you have heard this lady several times. So it's my pleasure to introduce her to uh, the Wake Up Five Hundred Two audience. I give you one, Margaret Dimery. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, man. Thank you for the invitation to come and speak. Oh, anytime, anytime. Now, you have one of the, 
I think, one of the best organizations out there, which are one plus one equals you. And for those who are not familiar with one plus one equals you, can you kind of tell us like what you do and what and what's your mission and goal? Okay, one plus one equals you. I started it in two thousand nine, and one plus one means when I get in front of an athlete or even just a kid, I point to them and say one. Then I point to myself plus one, and then I point back to them and say equals you, and it's all about you. Uh, a lot of our kids, and especially our athletes, they have a lot of fans, especially in high school, but then when they fall from grace, there's no one there to pick them up and guide them in the right way. And that's what one plus one does. We help those that everybody will turn their back on because they were disappointed, and, and we keep going because it's not our place to judge. That's God's place to judge, and we all have sinned and fall short. So my, my example is Ridge Wilson. I know a lot of people know Ridge Wilson out there. He started playing at Central High School football the whole nine yards. He's a multi-talented athlete. Went to UK, Joseph Phillips had him. Came home one weekend. He had kids. He had to pay some bills. Got caught with a bag full of pills. Joker called me. He said, I got to let him go, Dimmer. I got to let him go. And I was like, oh, my God. He was all over ESPN, whole nine yards. I finally found his number. I found a kid at Central. I'm asking him if I could change his number. I got him, and I said, Rich, it's Miss Dimmer. And he said, oh, Miss Dimmer, I want to say, uh-uh. I don't care what happened. I just need for you to get your act together, get this situation settled, and we're going to talk after that because I have a partner in Chicago who helps me get a lot of kids into top junior colleges or Division two or Division three schools. Rich called me that summer and said he got two years on the shelf. We put him in West Alabama. Long story short, he became a player of a conference for three weeks in a row. West Alabama won their conference. He went to... Um, he played for Kansas City Chiefs for two years on the practice team. Now he's a business owner. He runs his own business. And I just saw on Facebook yesterday where he is driving the whispers in his beautiful party bus. So when you turn your back on a kid, they're kids. They're kids. We all make mistakes as kids. So what we're doing right now is I don't talk about what I do. We just do. So we're having a gala, our inaugural gala, and it's called the Athletes Derby Gala. And what we're trying to do is to help raise money for those kids who fall short of an ACT score or GPA and they can't sign that full scholarship. They have the talent, but they don't have that full scholarship. We send it to top junior colleges. We start all that process all over again with the portal. I'm just going to be real. It's harder to get kids in because Coaches can go into that portal now and get an experienced player instead of a high school player. But if that player has the special spices, that's what I call it, that God has put into them to make them who they are and have the talent that they have, because we all have a talent. We were all born for something, for a purpose on this earth. You just got to find it. So once you, once you do that, and they're at a top junior college, they only get a partial scholarship. Mm-hmm. FAFSA will pay for the other part of that tuition 
But then you got to get transportation there. You got to get a room and board. You got to get a meal plan. You got to pay books. And majority of the time, it's single parents. So what we try to do is to try to help them with something. Usually it's transportation because they got to get there in two days. And practice is starting. And, and, and we got to fly them there. So what this will do, this gala, I want every athlete out there, I want anybody that has fallen short but knows the struggle, you might not want to tell your struggle, but knows the struggle of somebody out there helping. Let us help these kids. Keep them off the street. Let us guide them to their purpose because they were born for a reason. God doesn't make mistakes. We do as humans. God doesn't make trash. We do as humans. And that's what I tell a kid. Now we just got to clean it up. That's all. And get on down the road to your purpose. So this is going to help us get a lot of kids to their purpose and let them know somebody out there cares. But what is really going to be uh, the highlight is our guest speaker is Kimberly Godwin. She's the president of ABC News. Oh, wow. Let me say that again. She's the president of ABC News. She is Michael Strahan and Robert Roberts' boss. Wow. So she is coming to be our speaker. And let me tell you about her. I called her right before the pandemic hit. She was the vice president of CBS at that time. And when I got her number from a friend that is good friends with her husband, and I called her husband and said, yeah, you can call her. I called her. I didn't know she was still at work. She was. She answered the phone, and she said, who is it? You know, and who am I speaking with? And I, like, I told her who I was with one plus one equals you. And she said, oh, yeah. She said, I am in a crunch time right now. Can I call you back? And I said, yes. First thing I said when I hung up the phone, she ain't calling me back. She ain't calling me back. <laughs> she, called, she called me back that night. I went to... Um, a banquet, uh, the Golden Boy. Uh, what's his name? It was his last. It was his last um, banquet oh. that he awards banquet. Paul Horning. Paul Horning. Paul Horning. Yes, yes. And I went to that, and we were clapping everybody in. They're introducing everybody. I sit down, look at my phone. I had missed her call. She actually called me back. I said, "Oh my God!" I ran out of there, went and found a cubbyhole, called her back. She answered. She apologized to me for not being able to talk to me. But guess what, you all? The pandemic had just started. Mm-hmm. She's scrambling, trying to get all this stuff together. And so I told her we were honoring my father, Martin Dunbar Jr., and I told her his story. She said, your father's story sounds a lot like mine, starting from humble beginnings and working your way up. And she said Right now, I want to start giving back, especially to my people. I want to start giving back. And she said, I'm saying yes. And she's driving on her way home from work. But I have to see what CBS says, and then I'll let you know. She got back. Her people got back with me, and it was a go. Then everything shut down. The world shut down. We're back open. So I I touched bases with her husband, who is a principal in Atlanta that has taken a inner city school from nothing to national accolades. So this whole union 
and them coming here in two weeks is it, special for them to give us pieces of nuggets to go on and keep pushing and don't give up. And that's what these kids mean, pieces of nuggets to keep going and don't give up because you're going to make mistakes, but we're going to be here. Like Donna McCurkin says, we fall down, but we get up, and they got to get up, and we have to be there to help pick up our kids. Sometimes they don't have the strength in their legs to get up because they don't know how. Mm. And we have to show them. That's what one plus one does with young champions, our sports. And sports is just not football and basketball, y'all. Sports is sports. It's track, swimming, soccer, lacrosse. It's whatever. It's sports. And this banquet is going, this gala is going to help athletes keep going and pushing toward their dreams. People say, Margaret, why? Why do you keep pushing sports? So then I asked them, I said, what school do you, you choose? Do you cheer for? UofL, UK, who? What's your favorite team? And they immediately tell me, I said, where do you think they get those players from? Where do you think they get those athletes from? Mm-hmm. They got to start somewhere. So you start, really, you start in Little League and you go all the way up to middle school, high school, and on. But in between there, you got stuff happening and we got to keep our kids going. We got to keep them motivated. The sport is the carrot. Sport is the carrot. To get that education, this particular individual athlete needs to get on down the road to his purpose, his God-given purpose. And it might not be in the professional ranks. Look at Rich Wilson. He's been wanting that professional ranks and got the skills, has the skills for that. But that wasn't his purpose. His purpose now is doing what he's doing. He owns a, a trucking company. He owns a bouncy thing. He's got the the uh, party bus now. Look what God has done. He, he alone is driving the whispers around this weekend. So there you go. Who would have thought it? Who would have thought it? But if we had turned our back on him, right. threw our hands up when you see him all on ESPN, all the negative stuff, this is a good person. You see, God doesn't make mistakes. That's right. And you we know what? Do. And while we talk about the gala, let people know like where they can buy tickets and when the gala is and give us all the information. Okay. You can buy tickets on, on our website. It's athletesderbygala.com. Or you can go to Better Days West or East and purchase tickets. So um, the gala is, is getting athletes there with, you know, bringing everybody together and have a good time. Let's celebrate our athletes. Let's celebrate them. They come in town for Derby here and there, but there's nothing just for our athletes that helped us get through the pandemic. So come there, and it's at the Melwood Art Center. Our um, reception starts at 630. We've got a great plan, a great, great, great night planned for you all. Um, and we're going to honor some people that um, helped One Plus One get started. Nana Lampton and David Jones Sr., who is no longer with us, those two business people took time to listen to me and gave me startup money to get to where we are today to help our youth. And we're honoring them, and we're going to honor top two top athletes, a male and a female there. And our, our athlete that we're going to honor is Rajon Rondo. So he gives back 
and gives back and gives back to the community. And a lot of people don't know how much he gives back. He doesn't want people to know that. But then there's some things that they do know. So coming there, we're going to have the Smoke Easy Lounge, a mobile unit to come there, you know, for the cigars, the bourbon tasting, um, just a lot of different things. We put a little bit of a different twist on a gala because gala is a gala. I want to have fun at our gala. I want to celebrate our athletes. So one plus one has decided that's what we're going to do then. Yeah, there we go. So it's April 22nd, April 22nd, that's on a Friday, April 22nd at the Melwood Arts Center at the Da Vinci Room at 630. Yeah, there we go. And give us that website one more time. It's called the AthletesDerbyGala.com. AthletesDerbyGala.com. And we need everybody right now listening to us. Go get your ticket before they're all sold out. Because trust me, these tickets are going fast. Like they are going fast. fast. They really are. And I, and I thank everybody for that, believing in us, giving us a chance to show what we can do and who we have helped. So, yeah, they are going fast. And it's our first year, but it's definitely not going to be our last. Hey, there we go. And Miss Margaret, definitely appreciate you taking the time to let us know. Uh, that's one of the biggest things, especially you know, with a uh, main event sports show and Wake Up Five Hundred Two, is that there are so many great organizations um, that get an opportunity to put their best foot forward uh, when Derby comes around and all the attention that's paid to uh, Louisville, um, and, and that's very essential. So definitely appreciate you letting us know what's going on oh. and anything that we can do for you. Please, please, please let us know. I sure yes, will. Thank and, you so much. Uh, before we let you go. Uh, real quick, my big thing with, with any organization is not everybody has the money to give, but pe- some people have the time. So is there? how can people uh-huh. help out? Is there a way to volunteer? For people that, yes. that, that are moved by your story, but they say, ma'am, I can't help the poor or the, the unfortunate because I'm one of them myself, but I have some free time. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm so glad you said that because um, – so many great things are happening down the road for us. We've been going to be put in front of so many people because people know what we're doing. And we are going to need more help, more board members, more volunteers, more people to come and tell their story to our kids. Because I could tell them, but I, I, I have fallen from grace, but maybe not like they have, but I can find somebody that has. So if you do have a story, you could actually go to one plus one equals you.com, and that's the number one, and you spell out the word plus, the number one, spell out equals with the S, the letter you.com. And you can um, go on there and contact us and tell us your story, give me your email or your cell phone number, and I will call you back. I will respond to your messages. But these next two weeks, y'all, I'm just going to be keeping it real, which I'm going to be real busy. <laughs> so, but it comes to my email, and I look at it, and I definitely will get back with you because your time is worth more than your money. Awesome, awesome. Your experience, your, your experience is worth more than your money. So if you can't come to the gala, give us your time, your experience, your story. There we go. Well, Margaret Demery, one plus one equals you. Appreciate it. AthletesDerbyGala.com. Make sure you get out there, get your tickets. Miss Margaret, appreciate your time this morning. Well, I thank you all for uh, letting me come on once again. I appreciate you. I'm, I'm blessed that you all allowed me to, to speak. 
there we go there we go absolutely so there we go margaret demery coming through uh, miss margaret does a lot of great things in the community um and, and always has great energy and great passion and and when i think about some of the athletes you know i can go as close as uh you know i call him my nephew uh, jay scrub um i mean his dad are, are very very close friends and i just think about him and he had some some great issues um early on in his high school career um of course he ended up having a a, a good finish with trinity but didn't have the grades uh to go uh to to L um out of out of high school and ended up going to a junior college and now that young man's in the nba um you know has a contract with the los angeles clippers so just because uh you have some things that that don't go um the way that you would like early does not mean um that you won't make uh you know make great things happen so definitely appreciate uh, miss margaret giving us her time uh and guess what our number one is done in the books Got well, hour number two coming straight up. Oh. You are listening to Wake Up 502, Rashawn, Haven, Joe, and we'll be right back on Big X Sports Radio. A dedication to all the refugees worldwide. Uh, one time. Say, say, say. I remember when we used to sit in a government yard in Brooklyn. Welcome back, welcome back. Little refugee camp with Ziggy Marley, No Woman, No Cry. Classic. By Haiti's own Wyclef Jean. You know. The man, the myth legend himself. And to this day, I still don't know why Cannabis chose him to produce his album. <laughs> man, so you're going to open up that? Really? We're going to go there? Let me tell you why, Haven. <laughs> <laughs> because because Wyclef was on a unholy tear at that moment. My man, my man, uh, Wyclef went and just. Do you remember when he got in all that trouble? And that's why he disappeared for a while. He kind of raised money for refugees and did, didn't make it there. I remember. That's why. That's why Wyclef had to disappear for a little bit, man. But let's not pretend that our man Wyclef is not one of the best producers of the nineties. No, I mean he was. Oh yeah, oh, he yeah, was. yeah. He, he was hot. He, I mean, he, he like, was hot. Like once that first Fuji album bombed, and he came back with a second one, he was like, "Oh, the score." Yeah, the guy was reborn. Now, yeah. like people don't remember that first because I bought the first Fuji album just based off mm -hmm. the strength of Mona Lisa. And when I, got, right. when I got that CD and I put it in there and I was like, first of all, they remixed Mona Lisa. He, 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 he MC hammered me because MC Hammer's famous for like releasing radio cuts that weren't on the album. Like he would remix the right. letter, throw it on the radio. <laughs> you get the album, like, wait, what's this? 
Right. You had to buy the single. Yeah. You had to get the single because it was because the, the radio version was the B side single. Yeah, it was. So you know, and you know, the first Fuji albums like that. But it was kind of, uh, yeah, it wasn't good. I'm not gonna lie. It wasn't good at all. No, it was horrible. Actually, you saw the potential in you saw the potential in Lauren. Oh, I mean, I mean, no, no one else. Yeah, but no one else. Pretty much, I was like, "Who's prize? These other guys are losers." <laughs> she used to cut these dudes off now and go solo. I digress. But you know, yeah, I mean, the, the, the man's hitting. I mean, he was in all cylinders, but you just have to know. You Let me tell run. you why it's amazing. You know why it's amazing that they did the score and then treated it like a walk-off home run. Because we can still debate the greatness of them, and they did not go the Will I Am and Black Eyed Peas route of us being like, not even going to talk about them. Oh. Yeah. Hey, hey, refugee camp, man. You know what I'm saying? There will be no refugee camp slander in my presence. I love I love the Fugees, you know what I'm saying? Wyclef. And the, those are my dudes. Okay, name the other one. Huh? What 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 prize? It's only prize Wyclef and, and Lauren, right? I know, right? But you know, yeah. but everybody forgets about prize. No, nah, prize like, well, man, you know. But, but prize was like Yeah. Yeah. Know? I mean it was really just Wyclef <laughs> and, and Lauren, but <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's kind of sad that... that it's kind of like Mr. Dalvin. You know what I'm saying? In the Jodeci. Nobody, no, nobody knows any word that Dalvin ever spoke on any Jodeci album ever. He was there all the time. Yeah. <laughs> he was just a dude that dedicated, like, just designated shirt-off dude. <laughs> well, the, the good thing about Proz and the Fugees is without Proz, ODB would have died sooner. You remember when he saved him at the VMAs? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Old Dirty almost walked straight into one of those blast pots that shoots fireworks off. <laughs> yeah, I, for, I forgot all about that. <laughs> hey. Saved that man's life that day. See? There we go. There we go. Hey, we got we got text coming in. Uh, first of all, one again, once again, want to give a great shout out uh, to Miss Margaret Demery. Uh, one plus one equals you uh, for giving us uh, her time. Uh, as we talked about, we always like to get a uh, uh, put a highlight uh, around this time. This is when uh, the main event uh, Wake Up Five Hundred Two. This is when we shine. Derby time, the galas, all the great events going on. Uh, we always like to uh, put a, a great highlight. We had the good folks from Down Syndrome of Louisville in a couple weeks ago. They had their ga- uh, gala actually yesterday. Yesterday. Um, I, I, of course, was still coming back from Miami, so I was unable to attend. Um, but, you know, th- they were gracious enough to, to let us know about all the great things that they were doing. Um, and then, of course, of course, we have now the Athletes Derby Gala uh, that's going to be going down. So make sure you you patronize her uh, either with your time, with your with your funds uh, and with your attendance. Uh, we would love to see that. But we do have a bunch of texts that came flying in 414-1450 um, on the Thornton's, uh, Thornton's text line. Uh <laughs> In the interim, uh, Texter did come in and say, um, why in the heck did Jalen t- Turnover Withers come back? I am not excited. Prove me wrong. <laughs> uh, so, yes, they, they, they did announce that they uh, it's interesting the way that, that UofL is doing this rollout for the, the basketball team where all the guys are taking their time, kind of making their announcements. Of course, Sid Curry went first, um, then L. Ellis. Um, you know, now we've had uh, some other guys uh, announce that they're either transferring or coming back. Um, of course, um, we had Jalen Withers make the announcement that he is back um, with not uh, as many uh, not as many uh, people <laughs> very excited about Jalen coming back. But I'll say this, man: Look, Jalen Withers um, is an athlete. Okay, six nine. He's big. 
Uh, we know he can. He he's athletic. We've seen him do some athletic things, but um, has not put it together as of yet. He was an All ACC freshman. Um, I think for a guy who has that type of potential and that uh, ability to do a lot of different things on the court, it makes him an intriguing prospect. Now he's definitely more prospect than player at this moment, but you know, uh, Kenny Payne has been uh, known and, and renowned for his uh, ability to. Um, be a big man whisperer and to kind of work with, with big players to help them reach their potential goals. Um, so, you know, with, with those being the prospects, uh, the hope is is that he can put his hands and, and his uh, abilities on Jalen and get the most out of him. Um, so I, I can understand why they would want Jalen to be a part of that mix um, along with L. Ellis, um, Sidney Curry, and then, of course, Mike James, the freshman who tore his ACL, or not, excuse me, not ACL, it was Achilles, uh, tore his Achilles prior to the season. He did not play this past year. Mike James did announce that he was coming back as well. So, you know, that that's a foursome um, that, that we're going to see um, on the roster next year. It will be very interesting to see. Uh, there's been talk that both J.J. Trainer um, as well as um, there's one other. Who am I missing, Joe? There was, a, there was a, the J.J., Jalen. Uh, oh, and uh, Roosevelt Wheeler uh, was the other guy. Yeah. Um, that that they're talking about is probably going to be a part of that. I like all those guys. I mean, all of those guys are tall, long, athletic. They seem to have a, a lot of talent. Um, do you have any issues with with those guys? If that is in fact, I know we haven't heard anything official with JJ and Rose yet, but but would you be okay with those guys coming back? Yeah, I mean, those are, I think those are the key guys that everyone agreed we wanted to see either more from this year or we can't we obviously Sid was the guy that everyone agreed hands down bring him back. Yes. Definitely knowing Kenny's uh reputation for developing bigs. I I I would have been shocked had he left. <clears throat> yeah. The other guys were guys that we wanted to see why are they not fitting in? Why are they not hitting the rotation? You know, with James we'll see what happens when he gets healthy. So yeah, I mean, I think it's good and and now that those players are in the in the portal and we don't we're not obligated to talk about them. I'm not going to say anything bad, but best of luck to everyone that's in the portal. And I'll just, I, I will leave it at that because this team was frustrating to watch. Major changes had to happen. We knew that. We knew it was coming. We knew that when Chris Mack quit the team, that, that this roster, part of it appears like it's quit with them or it's just not meshing. Yeah. You got one kid who's transferring out. He's transferring to his third school in three years. That's not our. I don't think that's on us. Right. No, I mean, I, I, I think that the the question is this, and this is what I've said with with all these guys, um, is that the question is how do you reconcile the lack of coaching versus the lack of talent to be able to play at at a Louisville ACC level, and and I think that's the no, question. That's- you know, that's I, legit. I, I, because I, I, I think that a lot of these guys have talent. You know, Matt Cross is a guy who announced he's putting his name in the portal. Um, Dre Davis as well. Um, I think both those guys have talent, but how do you reconcile what's going to work with Kenny Payne, what he wants to do, and then, uh, you know, what what type of impact can they have at the ACC level? And I think that that's what Kenny Payne is trying to figure yeah, out. This is the same question we had about like Bobby's last year here, like how talented was his roster. Because the output definitely wasn't there, but we assumed that he had recruited pretty decently. That you know there was some talent, and once Satterfield got here, you can see it offensively there's a lot of talent left, a whole lot of talent left, right? That just wasn't being used correctly. They they weren't being coached correctly. Uh, Tutu Atwell. <laughs> there you go. So now 
converse. And now we're, you know, Javion Hawkins. Yeah. And now we're back again on the basketball side. Are these guys talented? They appear to be talent. They, they, they show you flashes of talent. Right. But without being coached properly, or probably at all, you know, how much, how much can you get out of that talent? And will the next coach actually be able to get, you know, something out of them? Because, like, not only do you have to coach them up, but it's almost like they're starting over again. So you have to, like, reteach them certain aspects of the game. Yeah. So well, there's, there's that, but I also think – tell me if you all agree with this. There were guys who took this opportunity this past season for what it was. They saw, they recognized a lot sooner than some of the fans did that this team wasn't going anywhere. So this was their opportunity to show off for the next coach, whether that be the next coach at Louisville or the next coach that they transfer to play to, play for. Sid is a great example of a guy who took every opportunity and and he did something with it. Not going to drag anybody specifically. There were other guys that I know the three of us were texting each other in all caps, get him off the court. What is he doing? So, I don't know, man. I I, I wish him well, but th- it was just such an ugly situation last year that I think guys got to go. The, the attitude needs to change, and, and whoever Kenny looks at in that room, and I'm glad that he identified L as the dog that we think he is. You know, the the nice combo guard. If he can, if he can recruit a point guard next year, I think we're going to have a, a much different experience. Yeah, I, I mean, I I think that I think there's potential for all these guys. Uh, but you know, I I, I trust in KP uh, to make the decisions on what will fit in his system. I mean, because I think even some of the guys that are leaving doesn't necessarily mean they aren't good players or they can't they don't have talent to play at a high D one level. But maybe they don't fit the system. Uh, and it seems to be that the guys that are staying around are all long armed, athletic type players um you know explosive guys he, he wants guys that have that um that size and that athleticism to be um to play the style that he wants to play and i think you're starting to see that with the decisions that are being made on the on the roster um so it'll be it'll be very very interesting i think that um that that's been one of my uh, assertions haven and, and we talked about it you know talking about the talent of the team is that I, I think that that louisville does have a good amount of talent on the team uh it's just one of those things is you need to be able to get um, that potential out of them and turn them from potential to players. Um, and, and that'll be job one for, for Kenny Payne. And I think that that's going to be able to give him a good head start. It's not like you're starting from scratch with a horrible roster. Like Rick Pitino had a lot bigger hill to climb taking over for Denny Crum uh, when, uh, you know, you had Joseph Seema as your <laughs> featured player uh, and, and, and uh, overweight uh, underperforming Luke Whitehead and, and Ellis Miles, uh, another overweight, underperforming guy. Like that—that th- that was what Rick Pitino was left, and he had a lot to do. And I think between the talent on the roster, the uh, potential of the transfer portal, and the talent of two freshmen in Mike James and Kamari Lands, that. Kenny Payne's going to have an opportunity for success a lot earlier because I do think that there's more tangible talent there. Now, what he does to fill out that roster with uh, both uh, high school freshmen as well as transfers from other universities um, will kind of tell the tell on what will happen in year number one but I do think that there's a lot of potential for um, a quicker than normal turnaround especially with things the way they are now. Yeah, once again, like I, like I said, man, all you can do is look to the football team. Yeah, 
Yeah, I, I mean that the, the football team uh, had some some players on there that they, they weren't performing. Uh, Scott Satterfield comes in, finds the, the and hits the right notes, and next thing you know, uh, Javian Hawkins is a thousand yard running back, and Tutu Atwell, uh, Tutu Atwell is a thousand yard receiver. Yeah, and those guys didn't do anything the year before. And it's all based on coaching. It's you know coaching, getting you guys the right place. Like, like like we said before, man, Luba has talent. Like this team, I, I still believe had enough talent. To probably make it to the Sweet 16 if they were properly coached. Yeah, absolutely. I, I believe that they had that much talent on the roster. They had the depth, and I believe they had like straight line, like starting talent, but they had like zero coaching, like zero. And, and it showed. I, you know, I get that. I get that, and and I understand that we played. We played five individuals on the court, no matter which five individuals were on the court. We never looked like a team at all this year. And that is a lot on coaching. But at the end of the day, the coach isn't out there throwing up bricks. Well, the coach isn't out there playing hero ball and attacking a t- uh, three-on-one. Uh, the coach isn't out there just doing making making my stress levels rise, even though I said, I think I'm done letting sports ruin my mood. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's funny because Louisville didn't find out its identity, and this is the, the the biggest thing that I had an issue with all year. Louisville did not find their identity for who they were as a team and what they wanted to, uh, um, you know, lean their 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 hat on, or, or or you know what what they wanted to do um, as a team. They did not find that out and figure that out until literally the second to last week of the year when they decided Sidney Curry is our best player. We're going to give it to Sydney first, and then everything that we do is going to um, go off of him. And, and we're going to give the ball to him. And if the team, you know, if the team is, if they start double and triple teaming him, then he'll kick it out, and we'll either shoot or we'll make plays, drive, cut off of that. They didn't get that, fellas, until the last ten days of the regular season. But which had been <laughs> obvious the first ninety days of the season. I'm like, like everybody knew that's what you had to do. He was the only explosive athlete that you know knew what he was and was effective at doing what he wanted to do on the court and, from day one. And that's what, but that's why <laughs> this team like so frustrating because like we all knew what this team identity was like in October. Well, that's because they was too caught up in Malik Williams. They wanted Malik Williams to be the star. They didn't want Sidney Curry to be the star, but they wanted Malik. I mean, let's Did call they it. Want- did they want Malik to be the star, or did Malik and Coach Mack want Malik to be the star? Well, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Well, I mean, I mean, you say Coach Mack, but I mean, tr- truthfully, I mean, you know, Coach uh, Pegues. Co- Coach Pegues started the the season with Coach Mack uh, on on suspension, and he played Malik over thirty five minutes in six of his uh, six of the eight games where Malik played thirty five plus minutes. Coach Pegues was the the, the head coach <laughs> for for six of those eight. So, like, I think it was Coach Begeese, too. I mean, I, I feel like, you know, and I think he learned it from Coach Mack. The Coach Mack always leaned on his seniors and leaned on his veterans. And he saw, you know, Malik as a, it was like a lifetime achievement award. Is that like, Malik's been here this long. Malik's been the senior. Malik came back, and we're going to kiss Malik's butt and just let him do everything. And that's the unfortunate thing about that team. I really tr- truly believe that if they built around Sidney Curry um, much earlier on, I think the Louisville could have had a different season. I really do. I mean, because oh, absolutely. You've got to be able to identify your stars. You've got to be able to identify your talent. And clearly, um, Sidney Curry, L. Ellis, those were your two stars. And those are the two guys that well, you should have built also, around from day one. I also think that it would have benefited Malik, if we're, if we're being honest. And we don't owe Malik anything. Thanks for your, thanks for your decade of service. Um, and best <laughs> of luck in the future. But I, I really think it would have benefited him if we had identified, okay, Sid, 
park it on the block, stay down there. You don't have delusions of grandeur. You know you're a bully. Yeah. Be a bully. Malik, go get cued out on the wing if that's what you want to do. Absolutely. You're not allowed to dribble up the court, but we'll let you take the outside jumper. And, and you know, we get it. You've been, you've been through a lot of injuries, so you probably don't want to bang with a guy like Sid. And you're going to have to bang against guys like Sid and ACC, so let him have that. That's, that was what frustrated me is that, to your point, yeah, we had talent, and we could have, I think we could have moved some pieces around and, and made, it, made them more complimentary of each other. But I don't ever recall any sort of stretch of mobile basketball where it looked like they were complimentary of one another. No. No, I, I totally agree with you. I, you saw flashes and games. That, that's the thing is that they, they didn't – everybody saw, like Haven said, everybody saw what Louisville should have been doing. But the coaching staff had a different idea about what they wanted this team to be. They wanted to feature Noah Locke. They wanted to feature Malik Williams. They wanted to feature Jalen Withers. None of those guys should have been featured. Or West. Yeah, I mean, like literally, that they wanted to feature certain guys. Those guys were not the best players on the team. That's why when everybody asks, you know, do do we want Mike Pagese to stay around? I'm like, absolutely not, because he was a symptom <laughs> of the whole problem. No, I, I mean, seriously, it's like I appreciate his passion. I appreciate the speeches that he gave. I appreciate everything he did in terms of representing what you want Louisville uh, to be from a reputation and an effort and an energy standpoint, but – I could not get down with the fact that you couldn't reconcile seeing who your best players were and then building around those guys. Especially when it's so obvious. <laughs> you know, like I, I just could not reconcile. It's like, no, no, I, I'm sorry, Coach P. You, you got to go because, you you, you know, I, I already, already had questions about your development of big men because Malik Williams still didn't have any moves. Jalen Withers still did not have any moves. None of these big guys were getting better. Um, I still see the same skill set and repertoire from Malik Williams four years later. Like I, I'm, I, I yeah. just, I couldn't get down with that. Like I appreciate his passion. I appreciate his speeches. I appreciate what he did off the court, but his on the court teaching and his in game decision making left a lot to be desired. I mean, like, and I need somebody who can give me all of that. My thing is like, if you can't make the obvious adjustments, you, you can't be a head man. I mean, it is what it is. If you can't make the obvious adjustments, and they were so obvious. To everybody. Hey. Ray Charles, everybody. It is. Like, I'm worried about Coach. I, I'm, I'm worried about Coach Pegues, man, because I really do. I agree with everything Rashawn said, but unfortunately, the product didn't match the, the excitement that I had every other place, you know, for him. Yeah. And now that he's, he's reportedly hitching his wagon to uh, Patrick Ewing up at Georgetown, oh, buddy, you're going to be back on. You're going to. Don't buy a house, rent. <laughs> yeah, real talk. Yeah, because I think uh, Co- uh, Coach Ewing is on the clock. <laughs> He's on the clock. Mm. So, uh, you know, I, you got to do what you got to do. Maybe, I don't know, maybe they're gro- grooming him to take over. Who knows? But, hey, we got one more break, and then when we come back, we got look, – look, Haven, we got some news. Got some football news. Got a new football commitment. Ooh. Big transfer announcement. So we're going to talk about that and much, much more as we close it down. Rashawn Myers, Haven Harrington, Joe Kelly, wake up 502. We'll be back.
Haven, let me tell you something. Welcome back to Wake Up 502. Rashawn Myers, Haven Harris, and Joe Kelly. Let me tell you something. Of all the songs that my daddy sings and sung, this was his favorite song. Of all the songs, and him and my stepmom, Mr. Harris, they kill this song every time. They kills it. I've heard it a couple of times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He gets down. He gets down. So, you know, I had to, I had to finish off with a little uh, Leslie Sebastian Charles, better known as Billy Ocean. One of Ralph's favorites. Yeah, you better believe it. <laughs> Welcome back to Big X Sports Radio, man. It's going down here on a Saturday morning. A very um, entertaining two hours of radio. I hope you all are enjoying it. Uh, it's been good so far. Uh, got a last segment here uh, coming down the stretch. Uh, as Two hours always flies by, fellas. And it always seems like, um, especially on a day like today, I'm coming off the, the trip. I'm like, man. You know, I don't know what we're going to, you know, just there's not a whole lot going on. Louisville still got a lot of announcements to make. And then, you know, we end up, I feel like we're not even going to be able to get into everything that we want to get into at the end of the show. No, I mean, we're still, it's I crazy. Mean, there's a lot of things we missed, like Devontae Parker going to the I know, uh, the to the Patriots. I know. Anybody but the Patriots, man. Tiger Woods is making a comeback uh. at the Masters. I know. The Tiger's coming back. I mean, he's just got just too much. I mean, just. That Devontae stuff. They made the announcement. They said that Devontae Parker's preferred destination was the Ravens. And I, silly me, got excited thinking, wow, Devontae, Lamar, he goes to the dang Patriots. Now he's got to play with Mac Jones. Really? Yeah, he was better than Tua. Yeah. I mean, I, no, it's a, I don't have a problem with the Patriots as a team. I just hate them. It's kind of like Teddy Bridgewater with the Broncos. It's like I can't – I hate the Broncos. Like, all my Louisville guys always end up going places where I can't stand. Well, and Miss uh, Margaret Demery also sent me a text message here. Did she? Wanting to remind everybody that they're actually having a uh, golf scramble on Thursday, April the 21st at Neville Mead Golf Course. And you can get all the information at athletesderbygala.com. There we go. Absolutely. I appreciate Miss Margaret. She's, she's, she's holding us down, making sure we got everything. Uh, <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? We got so, so many things going on. The golf scramble, the the galas. It's, this, I love Derby time. I love it. The, and and it's not even about the horse race. Like it's the, like for me, the horse race falls about eighth or ninth. <laughs> I think it's like most everybody. Like you know what I'm saying? It's all the other stuff. A- everything, the energy, the people, the parties. Like that's what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? That 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 for me is is always the fun and, and the horse race. Your sports heroes right before they go and have a good time. Like Absolutely. The time we got to interview Warren Moon. I mean Warren Moon, Sage Steele, you know, so many great uh dignitaries. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. I mean, just so many. Tony Romo. So many great folks that, that come out and, and are a part of this. It's really a, a great time for the Derby City um, in Louisville here to put your best foot forward. And Bam, it's always awesome. I mean, even John Calipari. I remember I was on the on a on a um, elevator with John Calipari um, a few years back, and I could see I can see why Cal was so good at his job at recruiting because dude was on the elevator for about three minutes, three, four minutes. And he had the whole room like going like he just, he's care. He is a charismatic dude. So, you know, I can definitely understand. Like I may hate Kentucky, but, but coach Cal, his salesmanship is real. 
Cause like as soon as he got in there, he's working the room like like uh um uh like Jerry Seinfeld or something. You know what I mean? He's just <laughs> like immediately. It's like he just turns it on. Like that's just who he is. So I I can definitely understand the uh, uh why why folks love him so and much. And conversely, we also got the drink that I think that same derby. We actually went to uh, one of the restaurants here in town. I'm not going to mention the name Jeff Ruby's, but we got to go to one of these. Uh, <laughs> Uh, when these restaurants here and have a couple of drinks there with Billy Clyde. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh yes. Good old <laughs> Billy Clyde. Yeah, he was <laughs> he was turning up. He was. He was he was already turned up. I know I know everybody's so shocked by that revelation that Billy Clyde would be turned up. I know, right? But hey, I mean he was buying everybody drinks, so hey, we came right there with him. Got to. Oh, the time to. we got to do the Humpty dance with Coach Strong and Humpty. <laughs> I know I missed that one. I'm very sad about that. Oh, that's right. You did miss Humpty yeah, Dance. I, I missed the Humpty Dance. You and Jay got to do that one, yes. Yes, yes, got to do the Humpty Dance with uh Oh what 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 gala were we at? We were at Unbridled. Yes, Unbridled. With, with Unbridled mm-hmm. it was me, uh Charlie Strong and Pat Moore and crew mm-hmm. on the floor doing a Humpty dance. The man that ESPN mistaken for mistakenly thought was uh Coach Strong at least twelve times a broadcast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what do y'all do look like? <laughs> <laughs> The book ball. It's so hilarious. Skin. I mean, like, little head coach Charlie Shaw. I was like, no, that's Pat Moore. That's Again. Like, show the angry guy. Which one? <laughs> <laughs> the ball one. Which one? <laughs> Muscle ball to angry. I don't, know, I don't know which one to show. The One of the muscles. That's so hilarious. Big muscle, little muscle. The only, the only info they gave each other over those headsets was he's black and used to play football. <laughs> like, oh, and headed Yeah, there, there he is. Yeah. Oh. Hey, I want to give a special shout out at uh, Derby to the weatherman himself, Wes Welker, because I was in attendance the year that Wes was making rain, wilding when they gave him when they gave him too much money. My buddy had gone to go get in line and get us some, uh, you know, get us a couple couple refreshments. He came back with uh, with a straight pour of bourbon for us. He said, "Hey, uh, you're not going to believe this, but this is courtesy of Wes Welker. He just made it rain while he was coming down the escalator, and I caught a couple twenties. We said, what? <laughs> and he told us the story, and I said, I said, hey, guys, I'm just going to tell you all, uh, is the resident Caucasian in the group, that man's on what we call performance-enhancing drugs, but not the ones that make you a better athlete. Y- you follow me? And I'll be <laughs> damned if a couple months later it didn't come out that he tested positive for Molly. And he said, I accidentally took it, ingested it derby. Like, no. <laughs> You didn't accidentally nothing on Derby, man. Whatever level of messed up you hit on Derby, you knew you were going there. Joe, he did not inhale. <laughs> uh, yes, I had it on my lips, but no, I did not inhale. Yeah, that's that's oh, that's what we're going with. <laughs> so, needless to say, uh, it I, I will I and this is the God's honest truth. I don't care. I don't give a damn what radio, what sports show you listen to. There is not a sports show in this town. I don't care how long they've been doing it. I don't know. How, I don't care how quote unquote prestige they are. Don't nobody do derby like main event does derby. Oh, not even close. That is an absolute guarantee. Wait, how many other sports radio show hosts can say they Humpty danced with Coach Strong? Yeah, I, I, I love I love blank. Blank's not doing that. Going out drinking with <laughs> Billy Clyde. That's not that's not happening. And that's what we do. Well that's what, happens. well, that's what happens when you give folks like us a microphone and, and, and a couple hours a week. You know, like you just know it. This is not going to be traditional. And and during Derby time, we all forget that we have home training. That's the thing. We all have home training, but we can discard it very easily. Oh, absolutely. We can drop that guard quick. 
get down in the mud for a little bit, get with the groundlings, as Shakespeare like to call them. Those are our people, man. We don't sit in the lower bowl. We are broadcasting live from the nosebleeds with the people. <laughs> Any athlete that has ever come on with us, whether it be out and about in the town, whether it be in studio, by the time they come out of there, they're like, oh, so y'all different. It's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you don't believe yeah. us, just ask the 86 national championship team. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> We yeah we we do things yep. a little different so you know neither say we get invited to get into all types of shenanigans that's why I was actually telling a little story about us hanging out with Bone Thugs and Harmony after that uh, they, they uh, finished at the Mercury Ball twice room. twice <laughs> 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 we do things a little different <laughs> just just saying so it, it, trust me you want to roll with uh, Waco five hundred two in main event any chance you get that that, that is my uh, shameless plug for the day uh, but we are gonna jump back on this table we only got about ten minutes left in the show I'm, t- I t- I'm telling you, we don't never have enough time four one four fourteen fifty the Thornton's text line um, <laughs> texter says Jarvis Brownlee. A good transfer cornerback from FSU, but Brian Brown is still the D.C., so I don't know. Yes, that is the news of the day. Um, Florida State transfer Jarvis Brownlee has committed uh, to transferring to the University of Louisville. Um, Very nice pickup. Coach uh, Satterfield has been adamant. Um, during spring practice that he wanted to add to the secondary. Um, and, and Jarvis is, is a good player. Um, he, he, they said he has a per 24-7 sports an 88 transfer grade, which is good. Anytime you're in the upper 80s, getting close to 90, that's a borderline four-star uh, type player. Um, oh, there you go. So, you know, Keytrail Clark's going to be coming off of his knee injury. Um, so I know that they want to get as much help in the secondary as possible. Um, they've already had a couple of other transfer cornerbacks as well. They have Jalen Alexander from Duke, uh, a USC transfer quarterback, uh, Jaden Williams. So they're getting power five transfers, which is what you always like. You know, people kind of got upset uh, with Louisville going the HBCU route, uh, even though I felt like Quintario Cole was probably the hardest hitter on the team out of MTSU. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I, you can get some, you can get players anywhere. Um, but, you know, L- Louisville wanted to go out there and make sure they were getting Power 5 talent. I mean, you know, for a time um, there, Tennessee State was known as cornerback U because they put like, I think like in like four or five drafts straight, they yeah. had like a cornerback get taken. So, you know, for a while yep. there, you know, there's a lot of talent. Yeah, that's what I, I mean, and that, that's my biggest thing is I was always like, well, pump your brakes because I know that there's players anywhere, and players get tra- drafted from, you know, football's not like basketball. Uh, football, you get, you know, you, you get draftees from everywhere, uh, Division One, Division Two, um, you know, HBCUs, everywhere. You know, there's talent everywhere. So, um, you know, I think that Brownlee is, is the type of guy, anytime you can get somebody from Florida State, if Florida State recruited those guys, those type of players you get, you, you know, you want to get. You got Southern now, California kids. the question kid. is, and this, and this is going to be the big question. Yes. Satterfield has brought in a lot of talent this past recruiting class. He's brought in a lot of talent with his transfers. He's updated his coaching staff with uh, – he kind of played on the edges instead of making, like, the wholesale changes I think a lot of fans were, were hoping to see, especially on defense. Yeah, but, I mean, he brought in an SEC defensive coordinator to help – a did. former SEC defensive coordinator he did. to but, help but, out Brian Brown. Now, the question is, can a man find a heart? The ruthless aggression. Yes. But that's – I mean, I do not doubt Satterfield's X and O's and his ability with X's and O's, things of that nature. I do not doubt that at all. Yes. I've said it before. I think as far as X's and O's and things of that nature, he's probably a better coach than Charlie Strong. Yeah. I mean, no, I, I, I agree. The difference is 
All right. Charlotte brought the attitude. Yeah. In spades. And it showed off on the field. The attitude was a present. I mean, and, and that's what we talked about. I remember we we went on with our buddies at the Pink Seat pod, Podcast. Uh, the, it was Brian. That's Brian, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Brian Trent. Uh, we went on with him, and we talked about it. You know, they are very kind to Satterfield and crew. Um, but I felt that we were very fair uh, in the way we discussed it. And if you haven't checked it out, make sure you go back and check out the uh, main event episode of the Pink Seats podcast because we were very open and honest about our opinions about Coach Satterfield and, and the uh, team as a whole. And, and it's all about we know that the talent's there. It's not about the talent. It's are you going to have the heart, are you going to man up, and are you going to put your best foot forward to go out there and win games? And to me, it's all, it all comes out to attitude. Like, are you going to have that attitude that you can't beat us? I don't care what you do. You're not going to beat us. Yeah. And that's when, when Strong was here and Bobby 1.0, China, even John L. Smith for, you know, flash of his career, the team had that, that, that swag, that, that swagger, that attitude that, no, you're not going to beat us. I don't care who you are. Miami, Boise, whoever. You're not beating us. Well, I mean, it's all about it's it's all about believing in your players, right? Because it's it's about if you're aggressive, then you send that blitz. You're aggressive because you know that your 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 DBs and your your secondary guys can can play out on the island and win those one on one matchups. It's about offensively being willing to push the ball down the field because you believe your wide receivers can beat their one, you know, can uh, win those one on one matchups. And that's the one thing that we always saw that there there was a lack of was belief that Satterfield thought his players could win those matchups, which is why he always played risk-averse. That's why he always played the clock and why he always slowed it down. It's because, in my opinion, he wanted to play it safe. And that's what it comes down to. I don't care what he does. Yes, he brought in Lance Taylor from Notre Dame uh, to help out with offense. He brought in the, de- the defensive coordinator, former Ole Miss guy, um, to help out Brian Brown with the, with, the, uh, with the defensive side of the ball. But it doesn't matter if you aren't going to be aggressive. And, and that's going to be the question mark. So, I, you know, I love all of the additions. I feel like he's hit every note correct in terms of transfers, in terms of building um, excitement with the Pierce Clarkson cl- commitment for 2023. He's done all those things right. Right. But can you be aggressive? Yeah. Can you attack? That's the thing we've been asking for for the yeah. last two years. Can you attack on defense every game? And not just against the weaker opponents. Can you attack on defense against a better competition? That, that's the question. There it is. Hey, Texter says 414-1450. He says, are you all giving away any tickets for any of these derby parties? Hook me up. <laughs> hey, you, you may have to, uh, to to stay tuned on that one. You know, we, we, we had oh, some, yeah, we, we, we've had some listeners that, that have come and joined us on, on some of our galas in the past. And we've had, you know, where certain galas, are, you know, will hook us up with a table and, and we'll invite some listeners out. We have all types of uh, events where we'll come out and we have a listener appreciation type things. So you never know. Um, what oh, will come up? Still young. So, so I, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna give everybody our Twitter handles um, at Rashan. That's R A A S H A A N at M E Sports for Haven, um, as well as at That Boy's Good uh, for Joe Kelly. Um, stay tuned, stay locked in. You, of course, you have the Main Event Sports Radio uh, Facebook page as well because. Things come up quick with us, and people reach out mm-hmm. to us and ask us to do things quickly. So you I mean, never know. We have like we've actually been the headliners at some derby galas. Yeah, we brought all the talent with us. Absolutely, we had NFL guys. We like, had Rand Paul putting on an MMA championship belt at a gala one time. That's what and we like did. flexing. Now Rand Paul and Mitch McConnell and Mitch McConnell. Day. Yeah, yeah, flexing, flexing with the championship. Belt. <laughs> 
So understand the waters in which we play in. It's uh, it, it, it's places that you would not expect to see the main event sports show. I'll just say that. And Dennis Club, <laughs> all over the place, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you know, if you don't know, now you know. That's what Biggie said. Just understand that. Uh, Texter says uh, he says that that boy Joe is spot on about Williams. Uh, we would have and should have played him at the four. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, everybody knew that that. Malik wasn't going to want to mix it up down low. So, yeah, I mean, they should have hey, identified out. Sydney. And shout out to the texture, man. I'm going to go change my Twitter ad to that boy Joe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, right? That that boy Joe. Hey, you know what? That has a nice ring to it, Joe. I'll tell you what. Hey, man, it works. It works. <laughs> but, yeah, I, 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 there's so much anticipation about what's going on with the basketball team and all the things that, that you thought could have happened. But Malik is now gone. I like I appreciate everything that Malik did and he was a warrior for many years but I and I hate the way that it ended but I cannot see say that I am sad to see him gone or Louisville moving in a different direction. It just didn't work for whatever reason. We can go back and and look at it down the road and and analyze it for years, but it'll be very interesting um to see what happens. Um, that that you know, with, with the next evolution, I, I, all we can hope is that things get better. I, I know that they are expected to announce officially Nolan Smith joining uh, University of Louisville um, Monday. Um, I know that they they said that things have been very slow, um, but apparently business is about to pick up. Uh, from what a lot of folks are saying, of course, our Jerry, our man uh, Jeremy Wyman has <laughs> been arguing with everybody and fighting the good fight on Twitter and online <laughs> with people about everything, arguing with Duke people. And and it just it's been hilarious to see. Even though when I was on the boat, uh, Jeremy was still making me laugh. <laughs> so um, it's bam, so bam. much fun to just laugh at the timeline now instead of being the the source of disruption. I just enjoy it now. Poor Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. Hey, and I just want to let you know, text know, Shandre, Shandre said, "Hey, y'all know where I'm at." Hey, Sean, trust me, we gonna we we, you we know, got you, Doc. we got you, we got you. You know, and, and, and speaking of uh, basketball, since we're on the top of college basketball, yes. How apropos would it be just to watch Bill Self have to give back his new national championship trophy because he has hey, uh, man. five <laughs> level one violations he's, he he has to deal he's, with? Bill Self is is such a punk because he had a moment to be to reach God status. You know what I would have done if I was Bill Self and, and while the team was cutting down the nets and Emmert came out to give him the trophy? Guys, I would have pulled my phone out and acted like I was talking on my phone the whole time he handed me the trophy. <laughs> like, like, hey, what up, little man? You got me on wiretaps? He should have been up there on. with with the money gun and the dancers and Snoop, Snoop. and just have them all out there. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. It, 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 it. Yeah, I know that the NCAA would have much rather uh, had the Golden Boys, North Carolina, which they let off with you know twenty years of academic fraud for nothing. They would have much rather seen North Carolina win that championship uh, than Kansas. But it's to say the least, it's going to be a very interesting uh, off season. It was just nice to see two clean programs, blue bloods, who do it the right way, the way it's supposed. to be. Oh, absolutely <laughs> right. Oh, that they do it the right way. Uh, don't they? Yeah. It's awesome. Fellas, I expect for a lot to change by the time we next speak, but I definitely appreciate you all um, coming in and joining me. It, it was a struggle this morning, but we made it through. 
Uh, all the texters, callers, Miss uh, Margaret Demery, thank you. Uh, one plus one equals you. Make sure y'all check it out. Hey, this is Wake Up 502 with Rashad Haven and Joe. We out.